Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast presented by STP. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. We are here today at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway Media Center where I am joined by a repeat guest, our fabulous host, Chris Devota of NASCAR America and Count on the Green and various other shows, and another member of the NASCAR and NBC broadcast team, her husband, Phil Kelly. And is that the last time I need to call you Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody calls him PK, and he is a cameraman for us and so other multiple networks. networks. Yeah, we cross the borders. We just change shirts. It's um, You're like a home builder. You get contracted in, and you take a certain amount of events, and... That's how we do it. And with NBC, when they first came on board, 2000, whenever they got that contract, and they yeah. were, I was with them then, and now on their return, I'm back with them once again. And you guys met at the track? When in NASCAR, you, you yeah. In NASCAR? So, okay. And it goes back, because you and I, our first year was the same right. year. So Nate and I both started in 2002. PK, you've been out here longer than um, that. But yeah, I started with the, the Nashville Network in the ESPN days of 1995. And Pocono was my first race, June of 95. And you're a lifer, PK. <laughs> Feels like it some days. <laughs> but yeah, we met We met out here. I, I guess we met in 2002. And then, yeah, I was in Charlotte. PK's from Pittsburgh. So we dated long distance. And we're like, oh, this will never work. It's kind of beautiful because like, you just kind of can keep living in the cities you're in. And, and then it worked. We dated long distance about a year and a half. And then we're like, oh, now what do we do? So <laughs> yeah, so that was, and we got married in 2010. Travel this awesome wonderful crazy circus and your family expanded four years ago you have a daughter named emmy. yeah we we added a daughter emmy three and a half emmy, and so she'll be four yeah, yeah four in august but yeah it's just an evolution of a traveling lifestyle and we try to incorporate her into what we do and travels with us quite frequently she's a great um, traveler she's actually better uh flight delay handler than we are she's the you best know? traveler <laughs> in the family she enjoys the <laughs> chaos of an airport well and not only is there chaos in terms of this lifestyle. She was born into a racing family in more ways than one because not only do you guys both work on the NASCAR NBC team, PK also is the driver of the red-blooded binder tractor pulling 
Yes. Uh, what would um, I call it? So it's uh, international? How do you name your tractor? Like, uh, so <laughs> how the name Red-Blooded Binder became around, um, originally I was pulling farm stock and things like that. And so yes. what that is is antique tractor pulling. I moved up from that um, because that was pulling weekends and I was working a lot of weekends to a farm stock tractor, which was turbo diesel powered. Um, more agricultural oriented. I could actually still farm with it. Yeah. Um, and then I'd go from there. The first time I had the bigger tractor out, it blew up and the hydraulics come out of it and it poured red hydraulic fluid everywhere. And they're like, well, you can surely tell that tractor's red blooded. <laughs> and so the next week when I had it fixed and came back, they're like, there's that red blooded tractor again. <laughs> and so the name had just stuck. And well, it caught. Tell them binder. I didn't know the binder. Um, binder was like slang. Oh, it is a uh, binder slang for the International Harvester yes. brand. I, I did some research Corn here. Binder. I picked up on this a little bit. Cause yeah, road the, binder. If, you're, if you drive a John Deere, then your tractor name generally kind of plays off of the Deere, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So this plays off of your inter- it, it, international. The International Harvester brand, uh, Farmall brand, uh, was the nicknamed as tractors. They're corn binders. Okay. And when you're hauling stuff, it was a chain binder. So that's how the binder, we just added it to the end. Just, so to, say, just to coin the name better. I'll say this. Going back to the antiques. So I always like, you know, like antiques would be maybe more like your weekly racing series or your ARCA. And then you kind of make the move up. But so we had just closed on our house. Yeah, you and move we up didn't have tractors. tractor pulling. You know, we didn't have tra- – I mean, Phil grew up in a farm community and farm family. But we didn't have tractors. We live in the suburbs. And all of a sudden, we close on this house. And I'm kind of thinking like money and time and how do we fix up this house. Oops. All of a sudden, I am literally tearing off, I think, baseboards – because like we renovated the house once we bought it. And all of a sudden I hear, and he's chugging up the driveway on this H. It was a Farmall H. And I thought, you I had purchased got it. to be kidding me. I so he didn't tell you way. that he was going to well, buy a talked, racing truck. The way we operate is kind of like, hey, I'm thinking of this. And then not that we're trying to purposely keep things from each other, I don't uh-huh. think. It's just that we get busy and you just, like, you have to make a decision. And if the other one's not around or can't be reached, you just kind of, I mean, you've you've talked about it. I had yeah. purchased the tractor prior but all, to I mean, even the house coming together, committed to the man of, hey, I'll buy your tractor. And then when he was ready to sell, it just happened to be the day that we acquired the house. Yeah, I got scolded. So you grew up on a farm in Pennsylvania? In, um, in a community. Uh, okay. So my whole family is farming oriented. And then grandparents stayed on the farm. My dad bought a house, you know, house in a one acre lot. Off but all the, the cousins property. would come But you go back on Saturdays on and Sundays and you bailed hay and you did everything you had to. And then that sort of stopped as I got into high school in sports. And then in 95, my senior year in high school, I went, came out here to work a, a NASCAR event with Billy McCoy, who was the director at the time. It snowballed from there. I went, I helped them that weekend in Pocono. Literally the next weekend as a high school uh, senior, I was off in a field drinking beer, you know, hiding from law enforcement and you're <laughs> hanging out with your friends, you know, and watching the stars set. And I got a call from TNN and I literally, you know, at the time cell phones were pretty rare, but I had one um, because I was already traveling some and she called and she's like, Hey, what are you doing next? What do you, what do you get up to? And it was a real casual conversation. I just thought it was a friend who was a girl from high school, like, hey, we're up at the, the field above the cemetery. What are you up to? She's like, well, this is Denise with TNN. We'd love you to come to work for us this weekend. I was like, oh, Denise, can we start this conversation over? Uh, and I'm still in high school. I've got like a month and a half to go. She's like, yep, whenever you're ready, you come on board. And so that's sort of it. That's how this that's career path went for me. I, I, too, I too was drinking beer in a cornfield, <laughs> no, but I had nothing to exactly. do with farming. See, if I would have had to guess. If, which one of us? Yeah, was, which yeah. one of you was like into tractor racing, pulling or whatever would be the official term. Obviously, it would have been you, Krista, because like one of the first things I learned about you is 
you're born in Iowa. I'm from Iowa. Uh, she's a townie. But is a townie, yes. Yeah, she's a townie. That's what we call her. She is the townie. I learned that Krista said there are country people in yeah. Iowa and town people. And there you was a county. You either lived people. in like the county or you lived in town. Okay. And I was a townie. So, I, I mean, farms all around us. I mean, I knew right. obviously the importance of agriculture and you had friends who their lifestyle, you know, ebbed and flowed with the harvest, you know, with. but I wasn't one of them. You know, yeah. my my parents, you know, economy didn't you know, wasn't based on farming. My dad was a firefighter. So it was, um, you know, I didn't grow up on a tractor, even though, you know, you're on gravel roads every day. But she does own. I own a super MTA. Super MTA, Which were only built in 1954. I can tell you it's a 1954. Only 18,000 of them made. Super MTA. Now, I (laughs) knew none of this before I met PK. And that's the antique tractor that you have. That's my antique tractor. That's hers, yeah. That is yours. You don't race the 1954 Super no, MTA. No, I do not. Okay. In fact, when I'm at the... Now, I, I do have some responsibilities at the tractor pull because if PK well, doesn't have guys with to him... What we were, we, I pulled farm stock and that's how we got the name. And then we went ahead and purchased and built uh, a newer tractor, a super farm tractor that we yes. pulled with the sanctioning body, the NTPA. So um, we're on Facebook and social media with uh, Red-Blooded Binder. And the Male and the Male oh, yeah, Aftermarket. Yeah, yeah, the sponsor. Male and the Male Aftermarket group who are here on these cars here. And this is how we cultivated the relationship um, through charity golf outings and things with the Male group. And uh, Ted Hughes and their guys, Bill McKnight, uh, they came on board and they kept coaxing us at certain charity events like, hey, we want to get into tractor pulling. We want to do it with you. And I kept saying, nah. I'm at county fairs. There's not enough of a draw. And it encouraged Chris and I to have a serious conversation of, hey, it's a dream of mine, which mm-hmm. is really weird, to have some to com- support to, compete and compete. to be able to compete at a higher level in tractor pulling. I've always dreamed about it. And so we jumped on board and they helped me and they provide parts and assistance. And my obligation to them is a social media presence with uh, Red Blooded Binder. So if you'll like the page, that helps me keep I the liked it today. Everybody should like the Facebook I, I, page. Yeah, there you go. I appreciate and, it. And, um, and the people who follow, I mean, like Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, like yeah, guys like, out here in the garage are really into right. not just tractor pulling, but hearing and, you know, keeping up with we, like what PK's doing. We do things out of the ordinary. And I think that's why you asked us to come in is we, we just did Daytona daughter. Yes. Camper. Yeah, this is um, and we spent timing. days down there and then we went home quick turnaround um, and rain delays cause issues. And we have a friend who helps us watch daughter while we're there. We could spend time with her. We went to Kentucky um, after Kentucky. We landed, got home Sunday. I drove North hopped in a semi truck. We packed it, brought it down to Pittsburgh or, you know, it's a state as a buddy's place, 40 minutes North, brought it down. Krista hops in the semi Sunday afternoon, pre cleans it because she it. doesn't want to live in it for a month <laughs> traveling <laughs> across did. Iowa in a dirty semi. So she cleans it. We pack it. And we pull out Monday night and drive the whole way to Iowa overnight Monday night. And we drive overnight so Krista and Emmy will sleep in the car and I just drive overnights. It's easier, less traffic, less hassles. Right. So we'll spend the month in Iowa here using your we parents. We sort of headquarter out of there and then my parents will watch Emmy. We'll still work, but PK will tractor yeah, we'll, pull. We'll travel in and out each week. Um, so he had a tractor pull Wednesday and then traveled out to New Hampshire Thursday. Yeah, right. we, we drove from Clinton, Iowa to Decorah, to Decorah, Iowa, three hours north. Tractor pulled up there. For the Winni- Winnishik, yeah, the Winnishik County Fair, yeah, the Winnishik County Fair, absolutely. And yeah, a and shout out to Hannah, the Winnishik County Fair princess. Again, this is a well. <laughs> it's not just felicitous that we're taping it today. I'm taping it partially because of this. But you won this we, event. We this, did, um, which was the headline event of the Winnishik County Fair on Wednesday night. 
Absolutely. Thursday night was five cover bands. I don't know if you knew this. Was it really? Five cover 80s? bands no. of Bon Jovi, Boston, Journey, <gasps> REO, Speedwagon, Did you tell them where we're going Why next week? We go to, <laughs> next Wednesday. We go to Monticello, which is the Jones County Fair. Oh, and they really? have huge okay. headliners they as well. Do. They, oh, some really? big they shows. do some great music <laughs> But had I known fairs. there was, would I, okay, if I had known there was a Bon Jovi cover band, I yeah, probably would have, have, no, I still would have come to New Hampshire. <laughs> okay. I would, you know, if I didn't have anything going on, maybe, but. But yeah. yeah, he won, and it and there was a lot. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of great tractors. Yeah, we scored ourselves into a any any distance in tractor pulling. I don't know if you're familiar with it, um, but oh, you're about to be. Yeah. You, you, Listen you, up, you, folks. You're that's about why to you're be. Here. You pull uh, sort of a modified <laughs> weight box that moves up and adds weight as it goes down the track, and it can start out around forty fifty thousand pounds, and it multiplies in weight as it goes down the track because a weight box moves forward, compounding the force to the ground. So it can at the top end of the track, the far end. It can weigh 120 to 150,000 pounds, and your tractor still only weighs 9,300. So getting it off the line and drive away, and you try to bain, gain some momentum, and then keep torque at the far end to keep digging and paddling out is the challenge. So we did well. We scored ourselves into a pull-off, which is a head-to-head competition with the other guy that got the next best distance over 330 feet. And we just ultimately turned around and came back and got him by another two feet. And so, so it's, yeah. it's not based on time. It's whichever tractor can go the, the farthest distance. Beyond, furthest distance. Furthest, farthest distance beyond 300 feet, 330 feet. So it's the furthest distance. What happens is it's sort of like um, a playoff because you've both scored over 330 feet, and that's sort of a safety issue. You, if you just let us keep going, you may put us up against a fence because you know, as, as, as gearheads, we won't let out of it. We don't right. want to lose to – because we were too shy right. to bump the jersey barriers at the end of the track. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You keep your – yeah, it's a hand throttle <laughs> that's hand sprung, and you <laughs> stay in it. it. You just don't want to lose. <laughs> um, so they limit us to 330 feet. So after 330 feet, they red flag you, uh-huh. and anybody who goes past that distance is required to come back around a second time and go head-to-head with each of the others who uh-huh. went over 330 uh-huh. feet. Okay. Most times they stop us. The field will get stopped anywhere from 287 to, say, 315, and you pull once in an evening – that's it. You set up your balance, your it's tire pressure, so your much gear work ratios. For like one run. It's like a drag. I mean, it's a drag car in the right. sense too. I didn't know when he built this bigger tractor. You know, I knew it was important to him. and He wanted to do it. I didn't realize it needed a like second person. Yeah, I, like it's a crew a- member. And because certain like you our schedules, I, you, I didn't realize saying. that sometimes that crew member would be me. So as we pulled into Decorah. So this has been a learning process. So NASCAR uh, like, NBC hey. host and crew chief, Chris Devoto. Yes. And he, could, I get yelled at because I start socializing. Crew chief. I'd give her car chief. Because yeah, I might be more of just a, I'm a. Keeping the knowledge in her head is not really where it's mechanic. at. When I'm like tire pressures, I'm like, drop two tenths. He's, He's like, like, you're in, he'll be like, you're in charge of air pressures. What? I'm like, what? I don't want responsibility. I just want to like run around and be outside. Yeah. And yeah. So you have to tow it back out of the way. It's just too high performance to start and run. Um, and the other day we're backing up, and she just keeps heading off, and she's talking to people, just talking to people. I'm like, hey, I'm, supposed to be paying I'm, attention. On the, I'm in the roll cage waving to her like, hey, hey, stop, stop. Krista gets distracted. So totally. Gets I socialize. She's, she's talking to, the, to the, the girl, the county fair girl. I'm like, hey, remember, your first job was towing me, second job talking. So I have to tow him across the scales, and then he's like, okay, stop right here because I need it. What's that, the, like the height stick? Or the yeah, there's a hitch, hitch height rule hitch height. Okay. So yeah, where the chain connects to the back of your tractor. And I get nervous because I don't want anything with accountability. Like, I can start like the I can do the ether job, like start the engine. Yeah, I can do that. And so at the same time, but, daughter is in the passenger seat of this little side by side Ranger Polaris Ranger. She loves it. Of in course. the seat belt, seated backwards, so she's actually sitting on her knees watching me uh-huh. while Chris is driving. 
frantic that Emmy's going to slip out of her seatbelt. holding belt. Emmy. But it has yeah. a door on it, yeah, the whole nine yards. Perfectly... But she loves it. Krista gets to the point where you have to go up across the scale, and it's elevated about 12 inches. Well, the Ranger only weighs about 1,200 pounds. The tractor weighs 9,300. So you need a little momentum. Well, Krista gets pulling up onto the scale. Stops to talk to the three nice gentlemen who are right there. They were so nice. And I'm on the scale. I didn't realize, oh, yeah, I need to get him to the scale. So right. like, I, my momentum just sort of So stopped. then she tries to hit the throttle, and she's just sitting there spinning. I'm just slapping myself in the forehead like, oh, no, not so again. Here, so we're like a comedy routine because now he's yelling at me. But now these old, older gentlemen are yelling at him because he's yelling at me. Don't <laughs> yell at her. Don't yell at the nice girl. And he's like, she's supposed to. And I said, listen. Free help is hard to find. You're going to lose your crew, crew member. So it's just. It's so when just Emmy comedy. can learn to steer that tractor, this yeah, will I'm, become I'm a much more flowing issue. <laughs> How many races have you guys won together? Uh, we've won the the national tractor pulling championship for Region Five, which is throughout that Iowa, Wisconsin, that region, uh, Illinois area. Two years. Uh, two years in a row, 2015 and 16. This is our 2017 campaign, and it just started in Iowa. We pull in the Carolinas in Region Four which is North and South Carolina area. Um, we went down there and got a second and a fifth place. We go back for the state fair in North Carolina late in October. They pulled beginning of the year and the end of the year as where Iowa pulls midsummer. And really it follows the agriculture yeah. in tractor pulling because their cotton is in. It's too hot to pull and tractor pull and play around all summer long. So they pull beginning of the year and end of the year. And then in Iowa, all the crops are in and all they're doing is maintaining and making hay. So now's the time that they play in tractor pool throughout it, the Midwest. I, of course, knew all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. But in my, I mean, I'm not there all the time. Obviously, um, PK will adjust his schedule a little bit. I So when I'm there, I will help. But then a lot of times he's kind of on his own. Or, or guys will some, see us yeah, struggling. Just yeah. a fan who's like, hey, I follow you on Facebook. I'm like, good. Hop in that Ranger. Can you <laughs> yeah, tell me across? Because my, be my wife and I are about to sit separate seats. <laughs> so you've won two like series championships and yes. like how many event wins like that you've had like wednesday is that like so i don't know um i don't like the sound that way but i lost count there's there wow. quite a few We've, we okay. have quite a we'll few get, wins last you gotta year get a hero card or one of your hero cards <laughs> yeah, yeah so molly provides um marketing and publication material that i give away at the back of the hauler just like these haulers do there's a autograph signed cards there's stickers and credit card holders they're all molly and logo oriented it's it's a pretty there's a lot of similarities to nascar just obviously on a smaller scale very dirt track like yeah you're walking up to the back of a hauler basically and everyone knows everyone and it's a community and so it's really nice yeah there's there's a lot that goes on so i think we won two or three last year we won two at the state fair back to back at North you Carolina State Green, Fair. The national oh, championship. The, so there's a national tractor pulling championship um, in Bowling Green, Ohio, where the supposed to be the best of the best collects. Um, best of the best. You're like Top Gun. <laughs> um, so we went there. Uh, it's a two day event. You pull on Friday night. You pull on Saturday night. Friday night, I blew it. Um, it was totally operator error, just like a driver would have a problem here in the garage or a crew. I left um, a water injection line loose. And um, I lost torque. I ended up 28th out of 58. And the next day, I came back. I knew what I did. We fixed it overnight. I pretended like I didn't want anybody to know what I did. I was so embarrassed. There were 58 yeah. tractors competing in this event? In the class. Um, oh, okay. We came back the next night. We had a little bit of a rain delay, just like um, any of these races we've done lately with NASCAR, that put us into, we started pulling at 11 p.m. We finished at 3.30 in the morning. The other pullers tend to tease me now that I do my best work in front of nobody because <laughs> it went from, what, a 40,000-person crowd. This place gets packed in Bowling Green, Ohio, um, the week, the third week in August. 40,000, 50,000 people. So they normally get like tens of thousands of people that will show up. At the championships. At the championships. In Toma, Wisconsin as well, the Dairyland Super Nationals. Iowa gets... Decora is a fair. Uh, It's a fair crowd. It's a county fair. So like the stands are full. 7,500 to 10,000 people. You know what I mean? 
Um, and then we'll go to Monticello, which is a very large grandstand that wraps around a dirt track. That one you is know? big, yeah. So they use the whole grandstand. They fill it up. And I'm guessing they'd be in the 8,000 you know, attendance range. And then we'll move on to Waverly, Iowa. Waverly, Bremer um, County Fair. Bremer County Fair, yeah. Okay. The Pocono weekend. So I do take the Pocono weekend off. I love Pocono and Brandon and the guys out there, but it just coincides with I'm in the points chase, so I want to stay in it. So I yeah. won't miss the points events. With kickoff rapidly approaching, now is the perfect time to start preparing for the fantasy football season. If you want to dominate your draft, check out the Roto-World Draft Guide for everything you'll need to get a leg up on the competition. It includes more than 500 player profiles, Evan Silva sleepers and busts, mock draft analysis for six different types of leagues, positional rankings from five of our experts, customizable projections, and much, much more. So head on over to rotoworld.com slash draft guide. That's rotoworld.com slash draft guide to take your first step towards fantasy football glory. You're obviously a very supportive spouse here, Krista, and explain like what your travel odyssey is like when PK is running in Iowa and you have well, to be in New Hampshire. And to be, and to be fair, like I would love to be more supportive because here's the thing. I don't love tractors the way he loves okay. tractors and he loves being there. And he supports, I mean, so much of our existence and what we do revolves around this and my career and the schedule, my schedule dictates so much of what we do. So I kind of feel like it's the least I can do that when we can travel as a family and be there together with Emmy, you know, that's what I like to do. But I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I said I I love tractors. You know, I love that he loves it. And it's it's a social event. Like there are people who walk up that trailer, not to see me, but because they know that Krista has hidden some summer shandy. Mine Google Summer Shandy in one of the coolers, and they'll go and have beers and sit on the tailgate of the semi truck. That's why, and, and and have yeah, a few beers. Yeah, the so being outside, you know, Iowa summers, being outside, that part I love, you know, and I love, like I said, right. that he loves it and he gets into it, and Emmy enjoys it. Uh, yeah, other but, pullers' families come over to our trailer because I stock it full of toys. Like in there's, I like build a little loft with two by fours yeah, and up on top. Big wheels. There's some crates of toys, and they come over and play. Yeah, but um, yeah, so the travel like. We just have to, like, there's a lot of planning. You know, it's planning oh, yeah. where he is, where I am, where Emmy is, and how and when those coincide. So we, we, and then we have an RV, a camper, semi. So things like that and the logistics of pre-placing them and pre-preparing them. When we land, there's short turnaround. So Krista runs in to do laundry. My laundry isn't the cleanest in the world. I come out here and sweat all weekend. Right. So there's just a lot to take in. And just when and one thing changes. You know, if it's a rain delay and you're staying on a Monday, how that, the trickle right. down of, okay, you know, changing flights, up and changing flights, car and rides. Yeah, but it you know it works for us and it's not easy. But at the same time, you know everybody out there has you know issues with their the, the travel is the hardest part. The logistics of the travel are the hardest part. But then like you're on site and look at what we do for a living. Like you know look at how lucky right. But, that we but then get you have days like you did Thursday or was it yesterday? I guess. Oh yeah, um, that was where a- there are summer thunderstorms and you have to fly from. Quad cities to Chicago yeah. to she left mid afternoon to, to Manchester, Manchester she to rerouted through Boston and yeah two thirty two thirty in the morning she showed up and left you know out of her place at noon and then came in we left for work this morning I about know. seven a.m. we left the hotel <laughs> to get to the track but you know it's all perspective like some days yeah. that would drive you crazy and somehow yesterday I was somehow you know okay with it and it just yeah. sort of works but she's a yeah, big I coffee say, fan you know what's I think she really just likes to carry them coffee i had a cup it could of be coffee. the same cup the other day nate, she's complaining that coffee nate she put a cup of coffee in the semi truck she had there for three days and then at the end of the third day it's still the same cup i can tell nate 
Yeah, it's it dirty, and she's complaining. I'm like, no, hello. That, and she's showing everybody. Whoa! She's like, look, my cup got dirty in the truck. That I'm like, same uh, cup of coffee. It's been there three days. One thousand one hundred and forty miles. Because yes. I did the math. Yes. And it's I I don't I wasn't really necessarily <laughs> even drinking it. I just liked the idea that it was there. That should I need coffee, it's there. But I, I did finally get rid of it because it made it, uh, it went all over. You should over. probably preserve it in formaldehyde or something. Yeah, I know. It was, it's traveled that far. It has traveled should, that yeah, far. The thing about connection. the semi-truck is I kind of thought, okay, obviously I can't help drive. So I'm going to use a It's got a, a sleeper stretch. bunk on it. So I'm going to use a stretch yeah. to get work done. This is going to be like a, tr- a rolling office for me. Yeah. Not so. It, it bounces. Pop out desk. You cannot, not only can you not hold a piece of paper, if you try to get out your computer, it is it is traveling all around the bunk. Yeah. So it is, I get. Yeah, the roads from Pennsylvania to Iowa through Indiana, and I call it the bridge abutments, you know, or flyovers is what a semi-truck guy calls them, you know, where the road, the local road goes underneath and you sort of go over it. And the, the the approaches, when you get to the bridge, it's like kabump, kabump, like going over a speed bump. And in a semi, it's yeah. exaggerated. Chris is leaving. I do. I have to run. This <laughs> is okay. what this is what I do. Is I sort of right, double we'll book. And so I'm going to go host the track walk <laughs> here at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We'll say good things about you while you're gone. Okay. No, no we well, won't. I, no, this is now, now you guys are going to get part is you all the no listeners are going to get the real dirt. To get this Whatever he out. says is not true. I'm a really nice person. Okay, let's pause the podcast here to tell you about a product from our presenting sponsor, STP, and that is the Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner and Fuel Stabilizer. For more than 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products such as this to help engines perform at their best. And this newest product, the STP Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner and Fuel Stabilizer, delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline. That helps keep fuel fresh during storage, especially in engines that are stored over an extended period of time. I have used products such as these for years in my personal cars. They're very easy to use. You just put the contents in the gas tank and they improve fuel efficiency and also keep your engines running smoothly. The STP Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner and Fuel Stabilizer is compatible with all two- and four-stroke engines including lawnmowers, boats, and motorcycles. And one bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. So be sure to check out the STP Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner and Fuel Stabilizer. And now let's return to our conversation with Krista and PK. And it's just PK the rest of the episode. Is there talent involved? feel like there are some guys you're competing against that they're naturally born racers or drivers you know what i'm saying like so, like i look at drag racing and i think like those guys it's kind of different from oval track racing absolutely um, they're, 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 there's there's a different t- skill set and and i think that's across all, all sports there are guys who are naturally talented and can feel it and you feel it in your butt you feel it in the you hear it and you can just tell some things and there are other guys who have just very good equipment and that makes up for some of the blunt lack of that feel yeah. And I think you see that in the NASCAR garage. I think you see that in World Outlaws, drag racing as well. There's a there's an innate sense that some guys have that do it with lesser equipment, and there are guys that have great equipment, and those senses might not be as peak. But when you get that guy to match up on both, they're unbeatable. That's a Jimmy Johnson. Things like that, you're like, holy cow. I mean, there are certain guys in tractor pulling that have both the innate sense and great equipment, and they're hard to beat. I, what I tend to do is pay attention to the details. And ironically, I text with Chad Canals quite a bit. He is super interested in tractor pulling. <laughs> and he will text me at midnight, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning if he just knew that I was in Decora. How'd it go? How'd it run? What'd it feel like? How'd it sound? 
Um, Ryan Newman's another one. He's got all kinds of innovative, engineering-minded Ryan ideas about what we could do better. And I would say that tractor pulling in general is a bit crude in certain areas, but advanced in others. We, we run very high-end turbo technology to build the boost and the pressures we need and, and the fuel pumps that we're allowed to run. But there are certain things that we can gain, and those are the advantages that I, I focus on. I do it on a very tight budget um, just to make this work. And I know that I only have a few years to do it before daughter gets into her gymnastics or volleyball. But so for now, on the tighter budget that I'm on, I pay attention to things like I move air pressures fractionally as where other guys are like, ah, it's close enough. I'll just power through that. So I pay attention to the details. And a lot of these guys in the garage, like, we had texting with Tony here this afternoon, Tony Stewart. Um, he's highly interested, and I keep trying to talk him to have him on at Eldora. Um, <laughs> he, there's a local fair that does it instead. He doesn't want to take their business. But I pay attention to the details, and there's a lot of guys in this garage who, you know, I've been here 20-plus years that also are interested in it, but they don't have the time to go do it. And yeah. I've just tended to say that I need to make time. It's a dream of mine. Did so you ever want to just it. race oval track stuff or race something different than tractors? Or? So actually, yeah, uh, for a time um, – Bob Doner was in our sport and it was the Speed 51 website and stuff. And uh, Bob used to run late models or, or pure stocks or street stocks. I don't remember. But he would put me in his cars. And Kenny Schrader is a very good friend of mine since I was young. In 95, things were different in this sport that where not everybody had campers. Um, so you you spent a lot of time in hotel rooms and your room would just be beside the other guys. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was young enough. I left my room door open all night long and used a beer cooler to hold it open. And I would just go to sleep that way. So whoever it was near me, We'll just open the cooler, grab a beer, and keep walking down the hall, or stop and talk because that's that just was what it was. Yeah, time, it was totally a different time. Like, um, I'm sorry, I, I, I had that a, time. Yeah, I had a roommate, uh, Bill Stafford, who's now an executive in NASCAR. We called our room the trailer park, and everybody knew, like, hey, where's the trailer park? I'm like, oh, we're at the Ramada, just down from the the Dover Speedway. We're on the right hand side, the balcony. Oh, okay, good deal. We'll see you there. And people swing by, and at the time, beer sponsors, and we would get product complimentary, and we would share it with everybody, and at you know, at the end of nights, we there'd be leftovers, and we'd take it back with us, and we'd share it. So we broke down in a semi-truck, blew an engine, had to rent a Penske truck, and I put Krista through a little bit of a hectic few times here the last few years. We broke down the side of the road with daughter in the back, hire a tow truck to pull us down the road, get unloaded, and, you know, Schrader's like, hey, how's your trip going in the middle of the night because he's up dirt track racing i'm like aren't you supposed to be racing he's like yeah but i'm curious what you're up to i'm like did somebody tell on me or did you already know that i broke down <laughs> the side of the road and you're really just calling to tease me and they'll send a semi truck up for you like hey yeah, i can get one to you in six hours i'm like no no no, i got this handled i got this handled i appreciate it because okay was like well midweek where you and krista both had to be somewhere yeah, absolutely else. like that we're we're <laughs> deadline based family it is you have to get there because your flight comes out of there and so like Loading the tractor in the semi and getting inspections done and registrations, oil change on a semi, your own cars and, and, and stuff that you do on a regular daily basis. We're deadline based family that we have to make it back to Iowa on Monday because we have plans on Tuesday to go visit her friends in Des Moines. And then when we get back from there, uh, we're going to pull in Monticello, Iowa uh, with the red blooded binder on at the Bremer County Fair. Well, then when we leave there, we'll drive overnight. So we'll get done around midnight, 1 a.m. They'll Emmy will get into her pajamas right there. Krista will use wet wipes and clean her up as best we can. She'll brush her teeth with a bottle of water, and she's used to it. And we'll head down the road Wednesday night to get back to her parents, park the semi-truck, get back into her parents' house, grab our luggage, which we pre-packed before we left for the fair in case we ran into a delay, and we will head straight to Indianapolis. Like, it's all deadline-based. And so it can get stressful, um, 
but it works for us right now. Krista has dreams and aspirations, and, and her job is where she wants to be, and they've added that horse racing and a triple crown with NBC. There's potential for other events and things to just expand what she's done in her career, and this is something that I've wanted to do. I've, I've chased television and been in television business. This is my 23rd season, I think, here in NASCAR, which has been very good to me, um, and they treat you like a family, and just chasing those dreams that I have to take weekends off because there are things that I have aspirations that I want to do, yeah. and I eventually... We'll park them, sell them off, move on. Um, it's a championship caliber tractor, and we'll move on, and we'll get daughter into whatever she wants to do. She wants to be in chorus. She wants to play the trumpet. Um, she wants to be the president, whatever she wants to do. We'll give up what we got to make sure she can be the best person she can be. Are there guys who do this for a living? Not okay. at all. Oh, Not at all. So nobody does it full-time um, for a living. Okay. So there are guys who do it for a living, but those are the guys who are selling parts. So there, there are guys in the sport who build and develop their own technologies or advance their technology, but... They also run tractors to help sell their part. You so know, it's you can't just like, make a living off the earnings or the not at all. Not where I'm at at all. Right? Not okay. at all. It can be pricey. Yeah. Uh, the the breakage is the priciest part, um, and how we set up my tractor is more conservative. So just like a drag car, you don't run it lean. You can run it a little bit fat. When we, we mean fat, a little bit rich, heavy on fuel, so it builds less heat. So a diesel engine doesn't like heat. It uses heat to fire. But you can get to a point where your pyrometer temperatures are melting pistons and melting liners and melting rings. And that if I had damage, it would put me out for the season. So I run very conservative engine combination. So it'll it'll endure. There are guys who don't. They run on hairy edge. They drop pistons and liners in, which can be $1,200 to $3,500 a set. But it is entertaining. It's it's not lucrative. I think I still might have the check in my pocket from winning this weekend. And, and actually, daughter ran up into the flag stand to, to get it from the, the lady who distributes the check. I think this weekend's win was a thousand bucks, and then it goes down from there pretty dramatically. It's a it's a disintegrating curve, so they pays out to ten or twelve spots. Um, and I think the tenth place, twelfth place guy gets fifty bucks, and it is really just a hobby. Well, I'm definitely going to check out the schedule because I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, you're more than to invited to come works. and do it. Catch up. I don't think I could fully appreciate it unless yep. I saw it in person. So. Look us up on the Red Blooded Binder Facebook page, and we do Twitter and Snapchat and all that stuff too. And and, and a lot of times I integrate what we do here at work just to show people and the, some of the back doors, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we do. That's cool, man. I'm, I really appreciate you and Krista taking time to talk about it and uh, wish you much luck the rest of the way. Thanks for being here. Thanks, man. Nate. Thanks for being a good friend. Thanks again to Krista Voda and her husband, Philip Kelly, better known as PK, for joining us. I've been wanting to do that for a while, and I'm glad we could finally find the time. A reminder that NASCAR America is on 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern weekdays on NBCSN. There is no cup race this week, but the Xfinity Series is at Road America, Saturday practices are at 2 and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. And on Sunday, it's Countdown to Green at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN, followed by the race. Green flag is at 3.15 p.m. on NBCSN. A reminder, the NASCAR on NBC podcast presented by STP is on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audioboom, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you can leave a rating, a review, or just tell people that you like what you hear, that really helps us out. If you have feedback, please send it to me on Twitter, at Nate Ryan. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR and NBC podcast presented by STP.
I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Plus Fuel System Cleaner Plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.